Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Folks, crime has just raised its ugly head. The wistful vista jewelry, we fix watches, and do you need glasses company has just discovered that a $12,000 necklace is missing. And here, sympathizing with the tearful anguish of the proprietress, Mrs. Teitelbaum, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, 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 Mrs. Teitelbaum, don't take it so hard, dearie. I'm sure the necklace will turn up someplace. So am I. It'll turn up in our pawn shop in Toledo's making. Oh, yeah, you're $12,000. Oh, there. Now, look, Mrs. Teitelbaum, you want to recover this diamond necklace with no, without no fuss or scandal, don't you? And you don't want to dish out a heavy reward to the cops, do you? You're talking. <laughs> I was wondering for a minute. <laughs> I'm probably the one guy in the world that can clear this robbery up for you and get that necklace back. Mr. McGee, if you can do it, I'm so grateful to you. You can have anything in the store oh. at a big discount. <laughs> uh, but what experiences are you having, please? What experience? Why, Mrs. Teitelbaum, do you mean to stand there with your head between your bobby pins <laughs> and tell me you never heard of Detective McGee? So help me, I didn't. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised at you, Tidy. Because <laughs> I'm well known for crime detection. A brute with my fist and lightning with a shooting iron. Why, when I was only five years old, none of the other kids would even split a soda with me because I was so fast on the draw. <laughs> I could shoot lead out of a revolver quicker than anybody living. Get the lead out, McGee, I was no as an <laughs> The go-getting gun shoe Galahad, going great guns at giving the gates to groups of gaudy gamblers with McLean and Gap, gallantly girding the gold to give gangsters a gruesome glimpse to the gallows, and gathering great jobs of glory as the go-between for good government from the grim, gaunt gullies of Galatea to the well. That gives you a rough idea. <laughs> Proposition, please. 1% of the value of the necklace. That's $120, and I guarantee results. All right, go ahead. McGee, mm-hmm. how about the business you had with Mrs. Teitelbaum when you came in here? Oh, that can wait. I, I just wanted to tell her that that fountain pen I got in here this morning was... Uh, oh, never mind that now. Come on, Molly, you're working on this case with me. Oh, goody. Mm-hmm. We'll pretend we're playing the thin man. Oh. I'll be Myrna Loy, and you can be Dick Powell. <laughs> it was William Powell. Oh, well, he was a dick in the picture. <laughs> Bomb, have your clerk call the police and get a squad car over here, and then write down the names of whoever's been in the store today. I want a third degree everybody. Okay. Jake, a piece of paper on a squad car, please. <laughs> McGee, why do you get that poor woman poked up like this? As a sleuth, you couldn't find a fire truck in a phone booth. Molly, well, for, for some reason, you, you, you seem to lack confidence in me. Tell me this, have I ever completely failed in anything I ever did? What'd you ever do? <laughs> Well, I... <clears throat> hey, I want to hook you some of that squad car. <laughs> they ought to be here by now. Let me take that phone. Hello, operator. Give me the police to... Po- oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. <laughs> How's everything, Mert? Who did? Your cousin Alfred. Not really. 
With an old-fashioned razor, eh? Oh. oh, my God. From ear to ear, eh? Hey? Oh. Is that so? What do you know about that, Molly? Oh, heavenly day clock. Merck's young cousin shaved himself for the first time this morning. <laughs> he was so tickled he had a grin from ear to ear. <laughs> Hello, Merck. Oh, police headquarters don't answer, eh? No, never mind. So long, Merck. One of these days, I'm going to really get a number and spoil everything. <laughs> Well, the first thing we got to do, Molly. Uh, here, Mr. McGee, here's our list of customers for our beer in my store today. Oh, well, thank you, Mrs. Teitelbaum. Phone this list to the police and tell them to have all these suspects here at 2 o'clock. Now, before I start running down any clues, I- I'd like to ask just one question, if I may. Go ahead. Now, think carefully before you answer, Mrs. Teitelbaum. Right, Mr. Now, here's the question. Does this list you gave me comprise the names of each individual who had access to or means of or by use of accomplices? Here and after referred to as the party of the second part. Any suspicious actions on part of same? A very shrewd question, Louise. Uh, can I answer yes or no? Yes. No. <laughs> Thank you. That clears up an important point. Here, call for a squad car. Yes, officer. There's been a robbery in here. What was took? <laughs> a diamond necklace, bud, worth twelve grand. You work with me, and I'll cut you in on the publicity. Okay, that's well. I take a wonderful picture. Yes, sir. Yeah, I usually pose with my revolver in my hand and a stern look on my foot, like this. See? <laughs> yes. That's a stern look, all right. <laughs> Looks like the stern of a ferry boat. <laughs> But the publicity will come later, officer. Okay, Doc. Well, I'll be waiting for you outside in the squad car. Okay, bud. Now, the first thing we... Oh, hey. I just thought of something. Come on, quick. Where, McGee? Never mind. No time to answer questions. We'll be back shortly, Mr. Teitelbaum. Come on, Molly. Hurry. Time means everything. What is this? What is this? Hey, officer. Drive us to 79 Whistle Vista. In a hurry. Get in the squad car. Quick, Molly. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Step on it, bud. Get going. Yes, sir. Doc, shall I surround the house? <laughs> now, you come back for us in a half an hour. Okay, Doc. That's okay. McGee, what was the idea of risking our necks to get to our own house? Why, Molly, don't you realize? It's 12 o'clock. Time for lunch. Oh. <laughs> Here's the jewelry store, Doc. You gotta get them brakes fixed. <laughs> oh, come on, Molly. Now that I've had lunch, I can really tackle this jewel robbery. Never could solve a mystery on an empty stomach. Why not? As a detective, you're sickening from hunger. <laughs> Just the same, I can be more nonchalant with a toothpick in my mouth and. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, little girl. Hi, Mr. Uh, don't stop me now, sis. I'm, I'm on a case. Hey, are you a doctor? Are you? <laughs> no, I'm a detective. I said, now listen, sis, I, I ain't got time to be banning words with you. You run along about your business, and I'll run along about mine. Go on now, sis, Peter. Where? Well, where were you going when I bumped into you? Don't you know? How should I know? Oh, gee, I thought you were a detective. That rather I am a detective, but how should I know all about you? Well, I know all about you, I bet you. <laughs> Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, all right. If you know so much, tell me all about me. Okay. Okay. You're five feet seven inches high, and you weigh 142, and your waistline is 37 inches, 
Oh, there, Johnny! Hello, 
sure. Understand? You want to grill me. <laughs> you bet, you old-timer. Good. Grill my back first. Then you've been cold all day. <laughs> no. You don't understand, Mr. Old-timer. We're trying to find out who stole a $12,000 necklace. <laughs> this is an important case to me, old-timer. And believe me, I'm going to get every one of them diamonds back. I ain't going to leave a stone unreturned. <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But ain't the way I hear it. Never mind that stuff now. Where was you between the hours of the way I hear it? One fellow says telephonic. Here there's a radio show on Tuesday night. If you're listening to it when they call you up, they give you a thousand bucks. Look here, says Telephone. You're still talking about that Killer McGee program. Tell you right now, it ain't worth it. <laughs> you want to speak to your son, Johnny? <laughs> yes, I do. The owner of this jewelry store, Mrs. Teitelbaum, was robbed of a diamond necklace worth $12,000. Well, commit my cider. <laughs> what do you know about that? The question is, what do you know about it? I got an alibi. Oh, no, you haven't. Just about the time of the robbery, a witness looked in the window of this store and seen your head. That's my alibi, Johnny. I was out of my head at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, old timer, but that ain't the way. This is where I come in, Johnny. Yeah, probably just as well. That guy's so far into his second childhood, they'd have to try him in a juvenile court. Oh, here comes the next witness. Just take that chair facing the window, please. Your name, please. Harlow Wilcox. Where do you live? In a house. Of course you live in a house. Everybody does. Eskimos don't. Eskimos don't enter into it. Yes, they do. They enter into it through a little door in the front. You see, they cut the ice away. Island. Yes, sir. Now then, Wilcox, what do you know about this crime that's been committed here? I think it's terrible. I haven't thought of anything else for months. Oh, oh my, it was premeditated, dear. You realize what you're saying, Wilcox? After all, stealing a $12,000 necklace is no joke. Necklace? What necklace? Well, you said you've been considering the crime for months. Oh, not that crime. Huh? No, it has nothing to do with a necklace. Oh. I've just been thinking what a crime it is that Mrs. Teitelbaum didn't protect and beautify the linoleum in this store with Johnson's glow coat. <laughs> Folks, I might have seen this coming. <laughs> As the guy said when he shot the barbershop quartet, it's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> Race on, Racine. <laughs> well, that's all, except that I'm going to show Mrs. Teitelbaum how Johnson's glow coat will bring out the beauty of her linoleum and keep it from stuffing and wearing, and how she can apply it with absolutely no rubbing or buffing, and how it shines as it dries. Oh. Did you say a uh, necklace was missing? Yes, Mr. Wilcox. Well, gee, if you find it, give me the string, will you? I'm a string saver. So long, folks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, that's a relief to me, McGee. I was afraid for a minute that he was the robber. No, nope, and even if he was, he'd beat the rat. No expert on glow will ever be sentenced to hard labor. <laughs> oh, what's that? Heavenly days. Look, McGee, it's a stone with a note tied to it. Oh, no, 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 be calm, Molly. They can't frighten me off of this case. Well, let me see that note. What does it say? It says, Don't pay any attention to me. I'm just a rock that was thrown up by a passing truck. 
A likely story. Oh, here's our next witness. Take the chair by the window, bud. What's your name? Jimmy Field. What do you do? I'm a singer. What you gonna sing? My prayer. Okay, Jimmy, go right ahead. Well, I'm getting a little tired of this, McGee. Now, don't worry, Molly. I got this case all soft. Well, I just... Guess... Ah, there, Jitter Jaw. Understand you want to question me. Answer yes or no. Uh, yes. Splendid, splendid. I was getting homesick for a good third degree. Go right ahead, Sherlock. I'll stand by to give you the needle. <laughs> What's your name, my man? Oh, going to be formal, eh? My name is uh, Horatio K. Boomer. Horatio K. Boomer. What's the K for? Kill Patrick. Patrick was my brother, the rat. <laughs> What's your address? In front of the pinball game in Kramer's drugstore for the nun. <laughs> Call me up sometime. If a man answers, that's Kramer. Now, look, Mr. Boomer, there's been a robbery in this store. A $12,000 diamond necklace. Yeah, and you got a reputation for living by your wits, Boomer. That's all. Well, if you ever lived by your wits, Gumshoe, you'd be on half pay. <laughs> <laughs> A likely story. <laughs> Boomer, we're going to frisk you. Empty your pockets on that table there. Why, certainly, certainly. Glad to cooperate. Uh, here you are. Empty him out there. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a steel jimmy. Uh, brought that along to open clams with. Going to clam bake later on tonight. Or should I say another clam bake? <laughs> length of lead pipe. Oh, is that lead? That could have sworn it was rubber. Saw it bounce off a man's head last night. Oh, look, a pair of rubber gloves. Oh, simply a sanitary measure, my dear. Going to help a friend of mine clean out a dirty old bank tomorrow. Ah, uh, here's something. Looks like a receipt for a funeral service. Oh, so it is, so it is. Brought a coffin for a little midget friend of mine. Oh. You understand now what that paper is? A, a check for a short beer. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Boomer, you ain't got anything incriminating on you, I guess. Go out and wait with the others. Oh. Heavenly days, McGee. That was our last suspect. Now, don't worry, Molly. The case is all solved. But how? Where? Now, watch this, Molly. Come on, we'll talk to the crowd. All right. Oh, all right, quiet, please, folks. Quiet. Now, 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 take it easy, Mrs. Teitelbaum. The case is all solved. The person who has your necklace is right in this room. And the name of that person is... Fibber McGee. Oh. And here it is, Mrs. Seidelbaum. Well, thank you. Thank you. My, my beautiful soft thank you. Wonderful, Fibber. Where'd you get it? Who took it? I did. What? what? You did? McGee, it's time you explained yourself, I think. Well, I think so myself, I think. Folks, I came in here this morning to buy a fountain pen. When I got home, the fountain pen box had a diamond necklace in it. Mrs. Seidelbaum simply gave me the wrong box. No, I thought it was a good chance to practice up on my detective work. You see, I'm taking a correspondence course in detective work. All right, all right. Break it up, break it up. Quiet. Quiet. I think you should be ashamed of yourself, dearie. Huh? What for? Treating Mrs. Seidelbaum this way. I think you owe her keeping her set all day. Oh, well, maybe you're right, Molly. Well, Mr. Teitelbaum, I apologize. I, I guess it was kind of thoughtless. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry. 
For what, please? For worrying you so much. Oh, listen, I keep telling myself why worry. After all, it's just a comedy program. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before we leave you tonight, we'd like to remind you that your local Tuberculosis Institute needs your aid. And you can do your part by buying Christmas tickets. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the whole of you.